0: Hey, it's your girl DoDubi where we talk about anything and everything. Make sure to follow me on Twitter at Perfect Flute, Instagram JBSU18, and Snapchat JBSU. All right, let's get to it. Hey guys, it's your girl Doobie and I actually have a guest with us for tonight. Uh, it's uh, Linwood Storm. So go ahead and introduce yourself.
1: Linwood Storm. Linwood Storm from Black Grindhouse from Cosmic Source. That's right. The Linwood Storm from Black Grindhouse and Cosmic Source.
0: (laughs) Okay. So today's uh, podcast is going to be what makes a good horror film. So you like horror films, right?
1: Of course I like horror films. And what do you like about it? Just not the extreme cheesy horror films like, like the one you sold me last night
0: well that wasn't really cheesy it's a great well okay so guys i was showing it him was
1: cheesy i, I don't, the... i'm not certain maybe it looked cheesy from your your uh because you were you were broadcasting it from my phone your, yeah yeah your phone
0: no it was actually they're really good films they're called like the wrong turn films if any of you guys have ever seen them there's like several of them and i was yeah, going,
1: that, that means they're bad
0: <laughs> no there's several of them each one has a different plot in there it's really
1: good rule of thumb if there are at least five it's <laughs> no, a bad it's not. series it's like it's like it's a not. sci-fi channel original going. you know what sci-fi channel has been coming up with some good good ass movies so i'm I'm not even going to diss them. go ahead Then
0: don't so what do you think makes a good horror film
1: all right so what makes a good horror film first Here's of book, all guys the so sto- just take
0: your time and listen to them
1: because it's gonna be like a book with them go ahead Hey, I, I'm passionate about films. You already know that. <laughs> yeah. All right, you already know that. You're
0: very passionate. Go ahead.
1: All right. First of all, I have to relate to the characters. All right. That's why I really loved Hostel. And the reason why I really loved Hostel is because it was about a group of friends. They were going overseas, and they were staying in a hostel. And you know, you know the rest of the story. You know, they get abducted and mm-hmm. tortured and all that. But what's funny is that it's That's actually a spoiler, guys. based on.
0: Spoiler. <laughs> I mean, it's an
1: it. old ass movie right, all right? If you it, haven't seen it, seen then, it then. It's, this is not Avengers Infinity War. All right, I can spoil <laughs> this. All right, but you know they get abducted, and it's actually based on. I, I'm not sure if it's like a. It's it's some kind of story. You know, could possibly be true, but I travel, all right, and I travel alone. I don't I don't I don't always travel with friends. Most, most of the time, I travel alone. So when I'm overseas, you know, you, you got to get to know the environment and being abducted is like, it's its 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 scary, all right? You're in a place where you don't speak the language and so th- that's why I could relate to Hostel. Of course, Jackie couldn't relate to Hostel because he doesn't have good taste in the films. Oh, my God. But, um, yeah, just being abducted and tortured like that Again, it's a fear. It's playing on a natural fear. So I love movies that play on a natural fear. That's why I really I really don't gravitate towards supernatural movies because right. I have to kind of uh, uh, disassociate myself with reality. Well,
0: this is kind of going along with what I was researching because I found this article from today.duke.edu. This guy said, so... When you're making a horror movie, you're playing on suspended reality. Okay, so I'm just going to quote from him for a second. He said, Hitchhawk used to make this distinction between surprise and suspense. If you see a couple sit down in a restaurant and chat for a while, and then a bomb under the table blows up, that's a surprise. If you had the exact same scene, but the camera went underneath the table to show you the bomb, and then went on the same way, you'd see it in a different way, because you know what was going to happen. The best horror movies play on that type of anticipation they don't rely on quote boo moments the most successful horror movies are those that slowly build up the great ones deal with moral danger not just physical so the unraveling of society an example is night of the living dead which came out in the 60s around that time of the vietnam war it was a very bleak film about people being under attack it caught the spirit of paranoia and us against them so i feel like that kind of that's kind of similar or relative to what you were saying, in some sense. <clears throat> in some sense is what I'm saying.
1: Because in some sense, in some sense. Now, now, now don't get me wrong. I'm, I'm not saying I'm not saying that it can't it can't be unrealistic. Because I love Candy Man. I love the child's play movies. Yeah. You know like there, there are plenty of movies that are yeah there are plenty of movies that are out there that I appreciate. But when it comes to the the grime and the dirt, that's a horror film. You know, there are there are many ways you can take it that someone can relate to, like the recent Get Out movie.
0: Yeah, that was one you know, of the that ones was it. scary
1: to black people. All right, you you thought it was a comedy, of course.
0: There was yeah, oh, that, that's so funny. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, black people are in the in the theater.
0: Just, no, I'm not in, saying in the it's popcorn. funny I'm from, from that. Like, Oh my I'm god! Were Don't go funny in there! Lines. Don't
1: go in there! There don't were funny there.
0: lines when the guy was talking about TSA. He was like, "I'm from the T S motherfucking nay," is what he said, and I busted out laughing. That that, that
1: part. don't make the movie a horror. No, I, I know. Mean, I'm it... Sorry, that don't make the movie a comedy though.
0: <laughs> I know, All but right? that was funny. I just thought it had funny parts. I didn't say the movie was hilarious because it wasn't. But you know
1: why it was such a horror to black people? Because it there were funny. subliminal yeah. messages, and it was satire of what we go through every day. You don't go through so that. So it but... didn't have to. It. What was that? <laughs> No, oh, no. What was that?
0: <laughs> I said you personally don't go through stuff like that. No, come on.
1: Go well. Go through stuff exactly like like, like what, are you, what are you talking about?
0: I mean, like in the film, like you'd have never been in that. Because situation. there
1: are there are there are, are. you talking about having someone take your brain out or?
0: No, going into an unusual place and something like that happening where like all white people are against you, I, I doubt that. But there, they they weren't a, they
1: film. weren't against them. It was. It was, what do these kids say nowadays? Microaggression. even though it, it sounds like a silly term, but uh-huh. I, I can't think of a better word uh-huh. to describe it, it. It's like, there's this deleted scene where you have the main character, he's playing uh, badminton. It, it's, it's like a girly tennis. You know what I'm talking about, right?
0: Yeah.
1: Badminton. So, so... The, the black man character he's never played the game before and he starts playing the game he starts getting into it and he starts he's, he's he's really good at it all right and all the all the other white people around they start to come over and pay attention to him mm-hmm. you know now you might think oh that's a little bit creepy but as a black person it's 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 other people looking at you at looking at your physique you know looking at you know your your physical prowess like some would say idolizing but I would say it, it's it's more like oh my god I need I need that talent I need that body you know and then it plays into the whole you know we're going to take your bodies
0: mm-hmm. yeah but um in that movie he used a lot of appeal uh, he used a lot of afrofuturism is what they call it imagery it's, it says here that he used it in depicting the theft of the black body when his protagonist, Chris, stumbles from his girlfriend's mother's hypness, hypnosis uh, far down into the void of space, only able to look up at two-dimensional views of his own life and re- rendered unable to act. I can't talk tonight for some reason. A recurring image in Afrofuturism is the black body abducted by aliens as an al- allegory for enslavement in different eras and places that's what it says
1: like i said there are a lot of subliminal hints and gestures that so but my main point is that because it was a movie that plays on satire and fears of the everyday black person that's why black people kind of it it kind of seemed like a, a nightmare scenario so going back to what I was saying, I love horror films that I can relate to. That that certain things I feel like I'm going, you know, through.
0: Yeah, but like, it's I'm not it sure if you've says.
1: Seen, uh, Sorry. Go ahead.
0: Oh, oh go it's ahead. just this article. This guy he said I did not experience Get Out as a horror movie as such, but as the best damn movie I've ever seen about American slavery. Our peculiar institution was so absurd. I had already found. Quentin Tarantino's uh, Django Unchained to be more effective film at depicting its American-style perversity than Steve McQueen's Satorian, 12 Years a Slave, but Peele's Get Out does something much more ambitious than either of them. It's a searing indictment of the ongoing theft of the black body from the NBA draft to the beds of white sex partners who don't treat their lovers as fully human.
1: Oh, see, that's getting really deep into it. <laughs> but what I love about again, that's another reason why I love the film because of the interpretation. Yeah. Everybody has an interpretation for the film.
0: Yeah. And I well, feel it's, like it's just a film it. in it's,
1: general, not just a horror film, but a film, film in general has to have I, I,
0: I Well, like you said it had a lot I'm of I'm not messages. gonna say it has to have, yeah.
1: but but it benefits from having layers. Yeah. You know.
0: Like you said it like, has a lot that, of messages that's what that people build re- off from. That,
1: Yeah, that that's what creates replay value. Uh huh. And uh, and I think the I'm th- trying to think of the most recent horror movie that I've seen that kind of had multiple layers to it.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, I know one that comes to mind is Daybreakers. I'm not sure if you've seen that with uh, Ethan Hawke and William Dafoe. I'm not sure.
0: Like I, like I. So couldn't... it takes
1: place. Uh, I'll, 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 I'll read to you the.
0: Uh, I the might summon. have. Yeah. Yeah, in the year
1: 2019, a plague has transformed almost every human into vampires. Faced with a dwindling blood supply, the fractured dominant race plots their survival. Meanwhile, a researcher works with a covert band of vamps on a way to save humankind. And the reason why I love this movie is that it's almost... uh, It it parallels with being a vegan, veganism. Mm. Because here, here you... Imagine imagine as a meat eater you were the the uh the planet planet earth were, was low on uh was low on animals mm-hmm. you know?
0: what are people to do yeah
1: we, we yeah <laughs> what are you supposed to do same same thing humans are basically the animals and the meat to the vampires in this movie
0: Oh. So but I you might also have remember. you
1: also have this blood substitute as well mm-hmm. but the vampires uh, a lot of them they don't want the blood substitute they want human blood
0: mm-hmm. kind of seeing just, the parallels um, I want people to understand that it's not just movies like that where it has like vampires and stuff but it, um, there's a movie that had a bunch of layers I felt like split did you see that movie
1: I, I think saw it, that movie I, think it was I love that film it's so but, uh, it was so predictable
0: for me if you guys don't know you what know, it, it, is, it
1: was predictable but it was good it was good.
0: If you guys don't know what it is, Especially it for a PG-13 says horror says here. I'll just recap it. Um, hang on a second.
1: I can, I can do it. Since you're While the forever.
0: mental... Shut up. While the mental <laughs> divisions of those with dissociative identity disorder have long fascinated and eluded science, it is believed that some can also manifest unique physical attributes for each personality, a cognitive and psychological prism within a single being. Though Kevin has evidenced three, 23 personalities to his trusted psychiatrist, Dr. Fletcher, there remains one still submerged who is set to materialize and dominate all the others. Compelled to abduct three teenage girls led by this willful observant Casey, Kevin uh, reaches a war for survival among all of those contained within him, as well as everyone around him, as the walls between his compartments shatter apart. I felt like this movie was pretty good because um, at first... Was that first, like
1: the summary of the film? Or it, yeah, movie. Sure? Yeah. Okay, you might have to dumb it down for the audience. I'll dumb it down. So three <laughs> girls are kidnapped by a man wow. with a diagnosed 23 distinct personalities. They must try to escape before the apparent emergence of a frightful new 24th personality. Boom.
0: Okay, but I was trying to explain the film. Um, I thought it was very interesting just because I I thought that that at the beginning... Well, I thought at the beginning it wasn't going to be the person that um, was the kidnapper because they didn't really set any ideas of who it was, but then when they... started showing him at this um psychiatrist stuff I was like wow that's really cool you know interesting it's it he's gonna have some type of split personality and then it kind of he kept changing and what was the best part of the film was you could see uh, the different parts of him like him being as a kid and all this stuff and I felt like it really puts you in that scene for me just because I've seen um have you seen what's that other movie um starts with an s but it's the same idea sybil
1: scary movie Cybil.
0: no sybil's the same <laughs> way um that movie also had i believe she only had 12 personalities or something like that but there was one where she was a, a boy so she kept changing into that and then another one where she's like a really uh, prissy woman where she has to be all dressed up, and then there's another one where she's really afraid, so that movie was actually really good. And
1: but I may have to watch that movie unless it's one of your dollar store, you know. It's not
0: movies. dollar store material, but it's actually really good. Um, so, those have a bunch of layers. You could go off so much just because that alone dealt with just like mental dis- uh, dissociative identity disorder, so you, a lot of people go off that. There's other films that i wanted to kind of the conjuring i didn't think was the best film i i don't know i it says uh here you guys don't know the conjuring this is number two though um reprising their roles let's see oscar nominee vera farmiga and patrick wilson star as lorraine and ed warren if you guys don't know who they are they're um paranormal investigators and one actually tries she's a medium so she tries to communicate um
1: with isn't that like the same plot of that house haunted house movie
0: yeah it's the same one it's what there's conjuring series or conjuring and this is conjuring 2 so this actually dealt with what in england i think it was set in england and it was the one that was more quote malicious one of the malicious spirits and it just happened to be this old man and all this other stuff but it it's one of the one instances where it put her into this state where she no longer really wanted to be that that go-to person to help people out anymore because it was so terrifying to her and all that so if you really read up on their background story it's one of the things but see he keeps making fun of me guys because i believe in the paranormal and everything like that but those two actually did the investigation part and stuff so those movies are actually based on true stories no um, they're not on true events yes no they're not yes they are about those two individuals lives because the annabelle doll does exist but it's very exaggerated because if you guys look up what the Annabelle doll really looks like, it looks like a raggedy (laughs) Annabelle. I'm not playing So I don't know how I'm, um, there is a movie where it kind of explains how Annabelle, I think it's called Annabelle's creation and how like the form of the doll actually came about um, because the real Annabelle doll, um, I believe in that film, it belonged to a little girl until she got killed. Uh, I'm more a,
1: likely to believe that Chucky exists than that Annabelle doll. No, the
0: Annabelle doll, yeah. So, but that's going to lead into another movie because I, I watched that film and I was like, wow, this is actually oh God, a good movie. So it got to a point, it's one of those films that left. you, know, it was a cliffhanger. So there's going to be another movie about Annabelle for sure. There just has to be because how the ending of Annabelle's creation ended. Um,
1: which, you can tell that she's really into these films, <laughs> these cheesy horror movies. <laughs>
0: Hey, I like them. Okay. All right, so it's another But they're, not,
1: they're not that original. Like, you want to come at me with some horror watch some Korean horror, you know?
0: Oh, my God. He's Are all there. about, like, the foreign stuff, so...
1: Yeah, because they actually try to... Oh my...
0: no, they don't. Try to bring That's a so psychological
1: bad. element they're to so the writing bad. and to the environment and to what's being visually sewn so while bad. here you, you you see a whole bunch of jump scares and you have the music play up to the point where you're expecting something i'm like come on now come on now. but have
0: you ever seen the omen
1: um i've seen some of it not all of it that was a good film too
0: you guys the know about omen. that yeah launching her career on radio at age 11 british actress billy what Whitelaw spent several seasons As an assistant stage manager Before making her the, the, Theatrical acting Debut in 1950 The blonde Hypertense uh, Whitelaw Started out in films as a standard leading Lady but quickly distinguished herself In a neurotic single purpose Roles um, So it was Interesting because she she Was in the film and Let's see I didn't really explain the film. I explained her now, character. I, I
1: will say this. I, I prefer horror movies that are explained through science, like the mechanisms. of Whether it's whether supernatural or aliens or whatever, I, I prefer it to make sense so I can better relate to it. If it's just uh, once upon a time... Oh, no, this one I'm dealt with was Antichrist. was this evil spirit, and it just... <laughs> This traveled into some little boy's body. I'm but like, see,
0: this one on actually... Now. Like, if I don't believe in
1: spirits, how am I supposed to... Go ahead.
0: I believe in spirits. For real, yeah, guys. Yeah, that's why
1: you're so gullible no, when you're there watching is... these movies. But no, I'm I've had, movies, had I'm like, experiences,
0: guys. I've had experiences where things see, have happened. It's crazy. No, you guys might think it's crazy, but at the same time, it was not because I witnessed it. It literally happened. Okay, so he already knows because I've explained to him, but I live in a house or grew up in a home where... Everyone in town knew it was, quote, haunted. Well, back then, they didn't have um, mortuaries. So there was a person who did die in that house. Uh, It was literally in our wood stove. There's an area where he actually died, where we could stand and whatever. But things would happen in the home. Uh, I had my cousin over. My little sister and them, they were playing in a bedroom, and I walked up the stairs to see the door. They were on the bed playing, and the door happened to close. And I understand draft and everything, but it can't just keep opening and shutting, opening and shutting at like this fast pace. And I had to like rush to go get them out, and then they were freaked out for the tired night. I remember going to a closet, and the the knob on the door handle was really hard to turn. So in order this is to,
1: why I don't hang out with white people in
0: just order to, to turn that, to like you had to turn the knob in order to shut it and have it lock. I got locked into the closet. No one else was in the room. My mom had to come get me out and she couldn't even turn the knob to so, lock it. So you're it.
1: saying that the spirits she, were just fucking with you?
0: No, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I was a kid. And so she had to take a screwdriver and like. Or so you flat-head. were a kid.
1: I, I doubt you remember everything.
0: I remember <from> that when you were a
1: kid, or that you paid attention to your surroundings. <sighs> I
0: remember that for sure. Um, going down the stairs and seeing the chair literally rock back and forth. No one else was down there. We've had several occurrences like that. I know that people do sleepwalk, and I used to sleepwalk when I was a kid. My mom used to tell me it was really creepy because I would wake up and go down the stairs and then sit in the rocking chair with my eyes wide open and just rock. And she's like, you have to go to bed. And I wouldn't answer. And I would just like, look at her and stare at her as I rocked. Like she felt like that was the creepiest thing. And I know that happens and stuff, but it just, things just did not add up, but we didn't want to push any boundaries with whoever was orphan, with us.
1: That was the movie that orphan I, was I okay.
0: Um, Where she's actually like what was it, forty something? She's actually forty something years old, but it's like she has a disease. I thought that was
1: a decent film. It was a decent film. I thought it was a good twist.
0: I thought it was a good twist because until you found out how old she was.
1: It's not the first time it's been done. There was an episode of Law and Order S V U where the twist was that this this little girl was actually an adult.
0: Yeah, I'm not saying it hasn't been done, So it's
1: not the first time it's been done before, but I thought it was a decent movie. And a movie? It's a a, a movie for teenagers, basically.
0: It was a good one, for sure, though. Uh, (coughs) For sure, but... To get back to what makes a horror movie a good movie, um... Boobies,
1: blood... What'd you just say? Gore. Boobies, blood, gore... No. Bullets.
0: That's not what makes a good... Shut up. He is so...
1: And the black guy surviving at the end. (laughs) <laughs> like so you haven't seen there's a recent movie that came out um and i enjoyed it up until the ending because the ending was so abrupt especially for such a short movie it's called mom and dad and it's called it's starring uh nicholas cage mm-hmm. so basically what happens in the movie is that there's this there's this mysterious signal that's broadcasted through tv and for 24 hours it. It causes parents to violently turn on their own children and to, to attempt to murder them. Mm-hmm. Basically, they're, they're they're trying to mur- murder their own kids, and it's very dark. There's the scene with the baby, and I'm like, I was at the edge of my seat. I was like, Oh my god, oh my god, is it, is he going to strangle that baby? Right. Like, oh. like, like you can't tell that. with you can't tell with Brian Taylor, all right. You can't tell with Brian Taylor. I love uses...
0: films where you can't predict what's going to happen. I absolutely love... That's why I love, um, like, Seven Pounds with Will Smith. It's not a horror film or anything. It's just one of those psychological thrillers where, you know, they give you piece by piece and it all comes to an, at the end of what's actually going on. You don't even know what the hell's going on until that point. Like, I love films like that because I don't like predictability. You
1: mean, like, the girl with the dragon tattoo?
0: Yeah. But, um... <clears throat> some techniques that make horror films really good films um are obviously the what, dark and, what,
1: i don't like too added. dark of
0: movies i can't stand movies that are just too dark you can't see what's what else going on um like when the creature is about to attack it's like where the hell is the creature you can hear it but you can't see it that's why i can't stand them um the low level lighting is very often used in horror films to create a creepy mysterious atmosphere as darkness is usually associated with evil darkness also makes people feel more vulnerable and threatened as they are unable to see as much and people fear the unseen and unknown i get the effect it has but for me like if it's too dark where i can't see anything of like what's going on like that's not going to make me be scared of anything
1: to be honest it's just not while while we're on the topic what do you think makes what do you think separates a horror and a thriller? Cuz a lot of people will say, ah, oh, that didn't feel like a horror movie because they weren't scared, but it's the intention behind the movie is still to be a horror movie. So it's still a horror movie, but what for you what differentiates a horror movie and a thriller movie? Like the concepts and the themes.
0: Um I feel like horror should actually put fear in you.
1: But everybody's afraid of different things.
0: I don't know. Uh, Oh, you don't know. How surprising. (laughs) Like
1: I said, I can get deep into this, this movie stuff. Um... Like is it something like Green Room? I can see being being horror to the majority. Uh, have you seen the movie? Uh, no. So the the here's the description: A punk rock band is forced to fight for survival after witnessing a murder at a neo-Nazi skinhead bar. So here you have a whole bunch of teenagers, and they're inside of this bar, and they're they're trying to stay alive and. Escape and you have a whole bunch of neo Nazis trying to kill them. It's a very violent and gory and See, yeah, guys, film,
0: I so. love gory films and anything, but he actually wants me to explain the difference between thriller,
1: thriller and horror. I uh, mean, her type thriller, of gore is like cheesy and candy. No, so
0: no, it's not. Like, I have Like, haven't your type of gore doesn't have a purpose. The movie that actually makes me be like, wow, that's really intense. I haven't seen one yet. But for me, I mean, the well, I showed thriller... you
1: the, the, the clip from yeah. Uh, it wasn't that good. It what was, was too that? predictable. I spit on your grave. No, I spit on your grave. The one with the oh, girl. She yeah. gets raped by I said by it those was interesting where
0: and... she took the eyelids and she back. But that's about it. Like, yeah. And then she cut his dick off. Like <laughs> That was kind of predictable, though, because she already had it set there.
1: Oh, see, you don't care because you're a woman. That's why.
0: Sure, that's... Like
1: dudes is. in the theaters will be holding on nuts like, oh,
0: what's he gonna do? What's he gonna do? And she cuts it and you're like, oh my god. <laughs> just crying. Aw. Okay, Like well, anyway. I
1: I feel... Okay, go ahead. <laughs> I, I just want to say this. I just want to say this. Before I... So, in horror, I'm not saying that you have to have a lot of blood and a lot of gore because sometimes you can create a very, very uh, terrifying scene without any violence or just by just using implication like there's this movie called hard candy where ellen ellen page plays a uh a little girl and she's trying to attract this pedophile and then you find out that she's trying to turn the tables on him and now he's a hostage and she's getting revenge for a a a little girl that he murdered and raped Mm -hmm. and there's a scene where she has him tied down and to him, it looks like he it looks like she's performing uh, like she's castrating him, you know, mm-hmm. and she, she plays this vi She actually plays this video of uh, I think I think thinks castration, like re- removing the testicles and all that. Um, So to him and and she she numbs him first. Oh, no. I've so seen he that really thing. can't. I've seen it. You, you, it's a, it's yes, a good film. Because- it's a very good film. Actually, so to him. She's
0: like she's reading how to do it, and she like, yeah, she ties him to a table and everything like that, and then she actually puts him down, and she's like, um, yeah. I've so had, to I've him it's like. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I was like, like that, that. That was the type of film where you actually felt for the pedophile. you. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh,
0: but he was even like,
1: and then you, I, and then he, then he wakes up after the quote unquote procedure. Yeah. and he he still has his balls in his dick. And I was like, oh, my God. I felt for you. I was like, I, I know you rape and murder a bunch of little girls and everything, but there's some things that a man shouldn't have to go
0: through. No, but me he ended anyways <laughs> um, at the rooftop.
1: Oh, thanks for the spoiler.
0: Uh-huh.
1: <laughs> like you... I, I'm trying to tell certain scenes that may seem interesting. No, Did but guys, it was, it was
0: an accident. I mean, he had to make a choice. It's too late anyways. now. It's all I take. that was the ending of it.
1: It's too late now. Wow. And you
0: asked me a question of what's the difference between thriller and horror. So yeah, can I? Can you I? You said I,
1: you didn't know. and you I? Would take like it forever. I know, so I just, but can okay, I like talk about it though? Okay. So go
0: ahead. Go ahead. I believe it. It differs from the, <laughs> the plot. I feel like thrillers are something where you can actually have more discussions over. And horror movies are more that pretty much horrify you, that they, they make you feel like uneasy and all that, where thrillers actually can carry on a conversation because, like I said, like for uh, psychological thrillers and stuff, it can go so many ways with certain things like, well, why is this happening? And then you could explain, OK, so they're meaning to do this. And it's just thrillers I think, can go so much. I think so thrillers
1: are just meant to intensify Feelings.
0: They're supposed to quote thrill. They're not yeah, supposed to <laughs> intensify. To intensify. Yeah. Um, horror films While, are supposed like to Like you make said, too.
1: horrors put you in, a, in an uncomfortable I have, state.
0: Like guys, I, the only film I could ever think about that um, when I was a kid that scared me was uh, American American Wood. Sorry, American Werewolf in London. Um, it's a very old film, uh, but I remember. My sister and I—we got so scared at the the wolf part. We hid behind my grandpa um, every time, and he loved that because that was our bonding or whatever. But
1: yeah, now you guys just think the wolf is sexy.
0: Shut up! Like, no, come we on, don't. I tear
1: my clothes off. <laughs> Let's play love, everybody.
0: Oh my god!
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, that's not it at all. But I have yet to find a film that truly makes me scared. But there you know i was talking about it with my mom and i've done a report and stuff on this and everything like that but the films don't necessarily scare her as makes her worry about what is to come of our society um of like uh the collector i don't know if you've seen that movie where he sets traps in the home um, i have it on and dvd that.
1: and I, it's I don't it's
0: have it. I really it. good it's like the the older version not this newer one where they're at a party yeah the remake is terrible but the older version is actually absolutely brilliant it's something that i was like wow he thought of everything like i really think about and i just i could see my mom's point of view it's because those things can literally happen it's not yeah it's like
1: it's it's like what's what's that movie with uh you know prisoners yeah. You know, the one where the, the kids are kidnapped. Mm-hmm. Like, that could be a horror film for a parent. Yeah. You know? And you 'cause you're, you're, you're because thinking... things like that.
0: But see, that's what my paper was about is could these films actually put ideas out there for people to actually do themselves or do better because they see the flaws and the plans that are done in the films?
1: I don't yeah, know. Yeah, Prisoner has Gone Girl. That's a real horror film. Yeah. Oh, my God. And I'm pretty sure there are women that crazy out there.
0: <laughs> Not me. What do you say? Mm, for I,
1: I didn't feel for Neil Patrick Harris, but I felt for Ben Affleck. That's for sure. <laughs> like he, he got literally trapped at the end. Yeah.
0: Not I only that saying, mm, is, mm, I, I love, I
1: love the whole gender bias throughout the film, like the theme. Right. Because at the end of the, at, near the end of the film, you had the the female detective, or I think she was a police officer. She may have been a de- detective. But uh, she believed Ben Affleck. Mm-hmm. But the male detectives, uh, sorry, male police officers—I'm I'm pretty sure they were police officers—they um, were like, "Oh, she's safe and sound." And you know, the the female detective is like, "We we still have questions to ask," you know. And it was it was very interesting, and it was very realistic to me.
0: Yeah, well, this movie that I'm about to explain—it's called The Descent. And I will always vouch that that is one of my favorite movies. It's not that it's like super scary or anything, it's just different. It's a film that it's labeled horror or anything like that, but it's something that has never really been done before. And, uh, you know, the movies that I've watched, particularly, it's just. Um, Let me read the description real quick before you give input. Uh, A group of close female friends on a yearly adventure vacation find themselves trapped and hunted in a series of caves by unknown force that lurks in the shadows in the descent. The second horror feature from Dog Soldiers writer-director Neil Marshall. After suffering a devastating car crash one year before, Sarah is lured to the States with her friend Beth. To a special uh spelunking trip by the fearless Juno, who abruptly fled from the UK after Sarah's accident. Along with two old friends and a new acquaintance of Juno's, the group embark on a cave a summary or expedition are just that the takes entire movie. I'm given movie like info.
1: The <laughs> <laughs> no,
0: I'm given the movie info. Um they embark on a cave expedition that takes a turn for the worse after a rock fall. Leaves them stranded in an uncharted cave with no map and only a handful of supplies to last them the rest of the trip. As tensions arise in the group, they are faced with another danger, one whose love of the dark is as strong as its lust for blood. Opening to rave reviews in the UK in July of 2005, the creature feature went on to a show at the Venice Film Festival and garnered the top prize of Euro feature at Sweden's Fantastic Film Festival. The Descent was picked up for future U.S. distribution by Lionsgate, who, whose work was cut out for them, considering the tame opening of the similarly-themed uh, similarly stateside production of The Cave in late August of the same year. Um, this film really, like I said, has been uh, most interesting for me. Uh, like it said, they go to this cave, and I'm just going to explain it, guys, because it's, it's an older film. If you guys haven't <laughs> seen it, I'm sorry. But maybe this is... I know. Maybe... You just
1: explained the old film. Who's going to want to see it that's, after you just gave a That's a movie info. On it? It's
0: online, dum-dum. So, anyways.
1: I mean, no. See, I'm, I'm giving, like, a <laughs> couple of sentences.
0: Like, no, like here's an example. A film. Like, have, I'm you have you seen It Follows?
1: Have you seen It Follows?
0: Yeah. It's like, I wanted to, like, talk about this film, but you're interrupting okay, me. Okay, go ahead.
1: Talk about it, Talk about it. <laughs> I mean, you just gave a analysis on it but go ahead <laughs>
0: okay so like it said these friends go on a yearly adventure but what happened was sarah did get into a car crash where her husband and daughter were killed and it's very like a uh, graphic because they, they they're driving whatever and this truck they collided in with um a truck that had pipes and the pipes came back and went through the skulls and it didn't show the front of the kid's face but it showed the pipe going through her head in the back and, and the husband as well. And so you can like really feel for her when she's struggling to try to be like, wow, you know, like I'm, I'm lost. I'm out of state. You know, she has her friend, um, Beth, who is, a, she's a decent character or whatever, but you always know that her other friend, you know, has something wrong with her. Um, there's something bothering her cause she's not really communicating with her, um, knowing that, like it said, she fled from the UK after Sarah's accident. But um, what comes out is like, you know, yes, they they go into this cave, and it was supposed to be a tourist, you know, um, cave site. Well, Juno took them somewhere that wasn't charted, okay? So they go in, and as they're crawling through the cave, the rocks fall behind them. So they're trapped. Like it says, they're completely trapped. They don't know what's going on. Their lights are flickering. They only have limited time for these lights and food and all that stuff. So they're trying to get through this this cave because Juno's taking them so far in there that you know they they have to finish it, right? Anyways, they start seeing this uh, creature or whatever. It's starting to come after them, all that, in little shape and uh, in, in the dark and all that. So then it leads into their go- They finally go into where the, the these creatures, you know, they're actually people that have been kept in there for so long. I guess that's what my guess is of how like they came to be. Um, they've adapted to the surroundings, but they go into where they bring their food from outside, which is like animals and people. Um, like in the middle of their mess. And that's when you find out that Juno was distant because she was cheating on her husband, cheating with her husband, uh, Sarah's husband. So when Sarah gains the strength to, uh, she snaps out of this face. She's pissed. She's furious. She's fighting these things like it's, she's like the. T- I say Tomb Raider because she has the pick and everything, but she comes out of the water and she's covered in like their blood and everything like that, and she sees Juno. I wanted, And when she turns and she throws that pick, she actually jabbed her best friend. Okay. So that's when she finds out that, um, Juno really did cheat. is because she saw the, the necklace, um, that she had. And so like, it just evolved from there. Sarah's one badass that just keeps going and going, killing, and she's the only one that makes it. Now, they did meet, make a Descent 2, and I saw it where Sarah actually goes back to the same site. Obviously, she didn't make it in that film, but um, what's interesting is that she did make it out, but the person that took them back into the cave was the person that killed her and threw her back in the cave. So... I was disappointed in the second one, but the first one, like I said, it was just interesting. It's a different plot. Obviously, like you knew that the cheating thing was she was going to end up killing her and stuff like that. But the creatures and stuff—they looked different than I didn't—I've never seen before. Like it was—it was a good film. Anyways, go ahead with yours.
1: Huh?
0: Huh? Go ahead. I'm, I'm sorry,
1: you just went on and on and on. <laughs> I'm not, I wasn't sure if you were giving a review of a movie. Or if you were just
0: I love that movie
1: I, I, I know you love it so much that you just talked about it for five minutes but anyway uh, I was about to say that when it comes to supernatural forces and movies I definitely enjoy certain movies where that supernatural force is tied to to uh, I guess I guess science in some way mm-hmm. or or Events that can be made sense of or utilized through them, such as uh, I just brought it up, you know, before you went on your little rant. Um, It follows, like I said, it follows. A young woman is followed by an unknown supernatural force after a sexual encounter. So this, this uh, supernatural force is basically STD. Like that is, it's a supernatural film. Mm -hmm. It's a mystery. It's a horror, but it's also relatable as well mm-hmm. so now you have that you have that you have not only the supernatural but you have that grounded element that ties together the supernatural it's not like uh this supernatural force went inside this this uh teenage girl and now she's doing a whole bunch of fucking and you know th- this this supernatural force can be seen as an std you know mm-hmm
0: I get that. Okay, so for horror films, do you ever feel like the music or anything takes is um, a form of how you you feel? Like, do you feel like it would make you feel kind of scared or anything like that?
1: Oh my has- God. Let's, let's let's get down to the music. So these days, people do not know how to compose. Music for a horror films. It's always like, that it's high pitch stuff.
0: I can't. I dun, hate dun, that.
1: Dun, dun, the, dun, 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 the jump scare.
0: The you know the psycho that jump, jump jump. It's super high. I'm not gonna, you know, mimic it, but it's the high pitch thing. I can't, I can't it's, stand it's it. It's just
1: like the trailers. The, the horror movie trailers. The trailers for horror movies are predictable. Yeah. You know? Yeah. You cuts the black. <gasps> what are they gonna do?
0: <laughs> I love it when they're like, I can't see. Uh, and or they go towards the noise. I can't stand that either. Like, <laughs> you guys are gonna go towards the
1: noise.
0: Oh, like oh I said,
1: they, they play on, they play on predictable fears, and then you have you you'll have a you'll have a you'll have a song with a little girl singing it like a this uh this scary tune. I'm like, okay, okay you, here we you go. Get what you're trying to say, <laughs> but uh. Like you don't gotta do all like. There was this 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 video game that recently. It, it's the trailer for it came out. I'm not sure exactly what it's called. Um, just recent video game, 2018. This will take like. It's it's like uh. Doo, 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 doo. So the game is. Called. It's not Singularity, but it's it's similar to Singularity, similar to uh, to another franchise that escapes me for some reason. Mm-hmm. But for the trailer, for the trailer, what they did is they took a very old Russian song. So you have the the melodic vocals of that that Russian singer, that female Russian singer, with this uh this very dark tone mm-hmm. so back back in that day it was just a regular song but now you, you put that song with something that you put that song in a scenario that's supposed to be basically casting a shadow of doubt and suspense during hopelessness you know during times of ho- hopelessness and you get something that's that's frightening and they did the same thing with the uh, the video game Fallout, the Fallout video game specifically Fallout 3, where you have the setting, the setting is post-apocalyptic, you know, it's, mm-hmm. it's in the future, and so you have the nuclear bomb, and basically you have older, older music is the norm, you know, the older music still exists. So when you're when you're in the sewers and you're fighting all of these zombies they're not called zombies but you know zombies rat roaches and uh you know mutants you have older music playing and and there was there was a uh common thing among these older music you know the instruments the instrumentation of it but you apply that to a a scenario of hopelessness Mm -hmm. and it's it's kind of grim you know you may have Roy Brown in the background and the, the, the poor the poor mixing, the poor mastering, which was common back then, but nowadays it, it, it kinda kinda gets you in a certain mood where you have to be on your toes and your 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 you know hair is just spiking up.
0: Well, I think we all so, can agree that music has an effect on how like a
1: Yeah, of course it has
0: a a way with how we feel and stuff about things. So um, let's see it says here non-diagetic like, how would you say that word? D-I-A-G-E-T-I-C diagetic maybe? D-I-A- D-I-A-G-E-T-I-C diagetic maybe? creepy background diagetic, music yeah. Um, yeah, It's probably so. one of the most important features in a horror film it's used to create a creepy atmosphere and build suspense and change the mood um, and dem- and emotion of a scene. Horror movies usually use a high-pitched sounds or violins, as it sounds like animals cry for help. Um, that's exactly what we were just kind of talking about. So, for me, like I, I have, I don't have anything like my mood for movies and stuff with that high pitch are more annoyed. It's the annoyed feature for me because I can't stand the same stuff like we were talking about. Another thing that they said a technique is the victim how they're being attacked it captures the audience's attention and has them more engaged right from the beginning it also sets an idea to the audience what the film is about and what they should possibly expect from the rest of it a victim attacked killed by the villain in our film opening flashbacks of hannah show how the last person to own the doll was uh, previously affected so I, I'm not sure what let's see oh okay so they had um, examples in that to actually help justify that so I, I didn't really need to mention the flashbacks of Hannah but um, so how do you feel about the victims attacked? like how movies today are being presented in that way like being attacked because I feel like it's very poor. It's too predictable.
1: I hate that. That, that word—it's
0: it, it's always used as predictability. Because
1: that. Yeah. Is, but if we were talk, if we were to talk about soundtracks and film, generally these days, they're they're very uninspired. Yeah. You know, you you have you have certain you have certain themes that are composed that sound like the next man's themes. You know, you've heard this. You've heard this theme in another movie, you know
0: Mm-hmm. and it's well, they're trying to adapt to more of the generation today, and so that's why you're hearing the latest so- soundtrack you know the but we're, we're talking Lord about
1: you know what's appropriate and... for the overall the overall tone. like there are I, have you seen the guest?
0: Um, I'd have to look that
1: up. Oh my God, you got to see uh... the guest. the guest was a good movie. it's like it's like a throwback to old acts and horror movies you looking it up
0: yeah
1: <laughs> yeah it's it's it i thought it was a great movie there is a so film he, 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 that here's, was about. here's here's the description a string of mysteries deaths leads a teenager to become suspicious of a soldier who was played by dan stevens who sewed up at her family's doorstep and claimed to be a friend of her dead brother. And it's a horror film, but guess what? This horror film uses retro wave. Hmm. Are you familiar with retro wave? No. Okay. So you'll, you'll find a lot of retro wave in 80s films, 80s sci-fi films or or horror films.
0: Have you seen that movie, uh, Would You Rather?
1: No, but it sounds like one of your cheesy films.
0: No, that one was good. It wasn't um, really of, like, gore and stuff, but it was, like, one of those, like, would Would you honestly do it? You, They get chosen. Um, hang on. Let me actually look up a description because I don't want oh, to go off. Sa-
1: it has Sasa Grey in it. Okay.
0: Yeah, hang on.
1: Yeah, she's, she's been making waves with her acting career after swallowing so many nuts and licking toilets. <laughs> <laughs> nah, nah, but she's doing big things. Like, There's a series that's out called The Girlfriend Experience. I'm not sure if you've heard of it. Mm-mm. But it's actually based on the movie that starred Sasa Gray. And the movie was very acclaimed. Okay.
0: Um, anyways... It's uh, it's based on the party game, Would You Rather? I'm sure everyone's played that as a kid. Um, and centers on Snows with Brittany Snow, by the way. Um, character Iris, as she attends a dinner party where she must partake in a life-threatening game to help her sick brother secure a donor. Um, what's, like, heart-wrenching in that film, um, I really don't want to spoil the ending, but...
1: I mean, you've you know, spoiled, like, five I, films so far, you know, so...
0: Okay, this one was actually made in 2012 and at the beginning, you know, you understand that her brother is sick and, he, you know, like I just said, he needs a donor and so she's doing whatever she can. The parents, I think they they got killed or something like that. And so she's trying to make ends meet and then she gets invited to this dinner party. Well, at this dinner party, she thought it was just like an NSA, you know, okay, I'll come here and I get money. Cool. There's a catch. Okay, and, uh, she has to play, she has to choose two options, uh, or she gets two options laid in front of her. She has to do one of them. Um, so, there's one where you have to be underwater for what was it, five minutes or something like that, knowing that your body can only deal with uh, like three or something like that. And uh, she used to be a swimmer and stuff. So, she, I, I believe that's how it was. I, it's been a while since I watched it, but she just like. Gets her head in the game and she makes it. Well, there's other options where you have to kill somebody or anything like that. Well, she obviously is the one that wins the game. She gets this money.
1: Doesn't that sound like that new Truth or Dare movie?
0: Yeah, so, yeah, it does. Any but in this one, um, you know, she, she left her brother at home so she can go do this. Well, she ends up killing the, the last guy and you know she wins this money and stuff. She went to go home. She takes a shower because she looks in her brother's room. He's asleep. You know, she mm. just she just got all this money to help him out. and so after she got gets out of the shower whatever she's gonna go try to wake him up to let him know that they're all taken care of. they're all right. Well, he took a lot of pills and overdosed, and she wasn't there. So that's the ending of the movie. It was like, what the fuck? like she wins all this stuff and then.
1: Please, that's not a that's not a what the fuck ending. The no, mist that, had a what the fuck yeah, ending.
0: okay. The mist did have a what the fuck ending, but this one was like
1: <laughs> she, <laughs> she like, like the does all this. Stuff. Of...
0: <laughs> you don't understand. She went through a bunch of shit just to end up, you know, with her brother like dying. And so, what is she supposed to do? Like, she. I mean, it was just heart wrenching. Just because. I, imagine
1: yeah. shooting through a shooting a car full of survivors, and your son. And then, boom, the military military comes in. (laughs) No! (laughs) I'm like, that was the most depressive ending I've ever seen. It was kind of funny, but depressing at the same time. If only you waited 15 more minutes. (laughs) But you could, like I said, that's another horror movie that I could kind of relate to the main character and the characters, you know. Mm-hmm. In that dire situation, I'm sure there would be people who would choose the same route of, you know, um, instead of being tortured by the, the creatures.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I'm like, damn. <laughs> <laughs> All right,
0: let's see what's another movie that I thought was pretty good. Um, like I said, one of um, the American Werewolf in London, like I've already talked about, was actually number eight in the list of four films that were pretty good. The Blair Witch Project, I actually like certain films that are um, filmed with a camera. You know, they're supposed to make that effect. Like uh, yeah, Cloverfield. The, uh,
1: handheld, yeah, handheld. Yeah,
0: like Cloverfield, the Blair Witch Project. Um, I like that because it actually puts you in that, mo- you know... I- um there, yeah, but it quarantine was nauseating
1: after a while.
0: It does. I, I don't like the shaking a lot cuz honestly why would someone be shaking shaky that cam, much? Shaky cam.
1: That's that's the term for it, shaky cam.
0: Yeah. But it's supposed to put you in that state. Like I I, I yeah, wish they Yeah, but the kinda, problem with that, the problem with that is that
1: people don't know how to use shaky cam these days. Yeah. They use it as a excuse to not be able to film well.
0: Mhm. But I think that the film would be better if they switched it on and off like from the person who's filming to like regular view you know so it didn't make you feel like oh my god stop moving because there's a lot of times I'm like oh my you know I just get so frustrated and I end up talking to the screen and I know they can't hear me but I'm like stop moving you know but um I hate movies like that where they keep going but the movie Quarantine was actually pretty good it was done pretty well um Misery was a good one another psychological thriller you've seen that one right with no. Kathy Bates.
1: Misery, no.
0: That's one of the one of the, uh, most known
1: ones that she's, she starred in.
0: Um, let's see, another one. The Conjuring I've already talked about. Um, I'm getting kind of tired of the Exorcist movies, to be honest.
1: Yeah, because they're boring.
0: Yeah. Um, the Texas Chain Massacre. The older version was actually fantastic, I thought. Uh, the newest one was okay. The Wicker Man was a good one. <laughs> you that See one. See how
1: she mentions all of these uh, American horror movies? <laughs> like I said, watch some Korean horror movies or some Chinese or Japanese horror flicks and then let's talk.
0: Right. The Fly was another good one. 1986. That's the film from 1986. Um.
1: I, I can't even go image Korean horror because I'm afraid it will pop up.
0: <laughs> yeah, that one movie that you told me, what was it? Um, with the baby or something like that. You were telling what, me. What was the name the, of it? Um, I can't remember, but you said don't Oh, you're talking
1: it. about uh, a Serbian film. Yeah. That's not Korean. That's, uh, I think that's, Russian. Apparently, uh, like I don't know I've where never seen the movie, guys, but <laughs> I,
0: saw, I saw certain clips, and it's pretty and Yeah, a
1: Serbian film. That was yeah. I, I told you. I said uh, don't ever. You watch were like, that why kid. did you like, watch that film in the first place? And I said, look, I I just I'm, I'm just talking about the film. I didn't tell you to go out and watch it. No, like, I was. You, just... you look up a Serbian film. You Google Serbian film, and one of the articles one of the articles that come out come yeah. up is a Serbian film. Is this the nastiest film ever made?
0: Right. And I watched a, just a like, brief like clip. Oh, and it so was... much rape,
1: so much Yeah. Gore, I watched a so clip. Much...
0: Didn't you just mention Green Room? Yeah, a green. Yeah. yeah.
1: But yeah, Serbian film did not need to be made. Um, it's a very disgusting film. Guys, it's very. Like, there are some films that I can't stomach only because it's too exploitative. I like, I love exploitation films. But a Serbian film, like, you literally have a scene where a baby is being pushed out of a mother, and then they rape the baby.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I I didn't see that scene, but I saw, like, a clip of something else, and I'm like, wow. You know, I just, I had to see it, because you were like, we we were having a discussion, you guys, about, like, About this topic, basically, because I was telling him how I actually like horror films. I like the gore and stuff. And he told me about this. And so I just wanted to find a clip. I didn't want to see the movie or whatever. I just want to see a clip to see how bad it was. And I'm like, I'm like watching it. I'm like, Son. Yes. (laughs) I'm like looking. I just, so much just, rape it, in the movie. It didn't show that particular thing, but it showed, like, somewhat of it. You know, and I'm like, that's a really A masked gross.
1: man appears and she is forced to flay him, suffocating her to death. Mm-hmm. Death by blowjob. <laughs> i just... Yeah. Let's see another <sighs> one. But
0: don't watch Here, it again. here's here's,
1: here's, a, here's another excerpt. Milo begins penetrating them uh, Them, I'm, I'm assuming that's the, the the son and you know the, the wife while keeping them restrained and as he swaps from one to another the mask man from Leja's film enters and begins raping the first Volkmer these Russian names are weird as fuck Volkmer then I haven't reveals been able to the talk mask man night. to be Marco his victim to be marija maria and finally that milo is raping peter you know his son
0: you said peter that's what you said
1: peter i'm I'm trying to (laughs) rust an accent there at this moment the Uh agonizing female doctor enters the room with her crotch entirely covered in blood and a bloody pipe in her hand Mm -hmm. attracting everyone's attention before collapsing dead
0: like there were comments guys that like people don't understand why it was made either. They were just like this is absolutely disgusting and but if you guys watch it then you guys are absolutely disturbed.
1: <laughs> I mean I'm not going to say that because yes,
0: because it's disgusting. I watched a small clip and I was like uh uh-uh, uh it's not for it's me. like
1: this. It's like this. I respect every filmmakers. Like I I believe that you should create any kind of art as long as it's legal, you know. And everybody that's consented. That's obviously not legal. <laughs> you, a Serbian film? No,
0: not something A Serbian
1: film is a completely legal film. They committed no laws. I mean, they 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 broke no laws. Yeah, making that film, mm-hmm. it's completely legal. Like maybe in the past, it would societal be societal norms. They did obscene. break, though. That's what I'm saying.
0: Societal norms. They did break.
1: I mean, it, it's like they this. Did. See, see, I, I I do I I write stories and. I would never want the government to say, hey, this is too much, you know, Mm -hmm. so I would defend a Serbian film's right to exist, Mm -hmm. but do I consider it art by my standards? No. Would I recommend it to anyone? Hell no. All right. What do I wish the film was never made? Sure. But Mm -hmm. at the same time, I would defend its right to exist.
0: um okay changing the subject the baba B- uh baba duck movie was actually pretty decent i don't know
1: if you've seen that i have not seen it
0: um let me, let me but, but, but you know what
1: while we're on the subject this is a good subject what is too far in a horror movie because i i recently showed you that uh that scene in a hobo with a shotgun where you had you know the two villains go on the school bus mm-hmm. crisper eyes the children right the
0: yeah guys they actually <laughs> and he thinks it's hilarious so
1: for you for you that's too far right
0: i i mean like i i, also I thought it was funny the you creative. had to
1: burn baby burn just going from music in the background like that's dark humor to me
0: that is very dark um i was just kind of watching that and like thinking i think it's more just the emotional feel feel that you know that the the, um, the children being burned was the one that kind of struck me but t- for the creative side i guess that It's creative, but it's just like, wow! That's it's not. It's over the top. It's
1: very dark, but but here's the thing: the entire movie was meant to be grindhouse exploitation, you know. So it's not like a movie that you'll see in a whole bunch of American theaters. You know, you have to kind of. I don't think it's too far. Festivals, yeah.
0: I don't think it's too far, just considering there are. Um, movies where children are being killed and all that. Even in American films and stuff. I mean, you see it and all that. They're being taken away or something
1: like that. Um, I mean, but when it comes to American films, they really sigh away from sewing children get killed.
0: Yeah, they do. Uh, Obviously not too much because the descent. I told you. But it didn't yeah, but see, that's didn't not really the, a
1: mainstream film.
0: You didn't see the, the face or anything like that. You just knew that it went through her skull. Um, but like I was saying, the Babadook film, uh, I believe it was based on somewhat of a true story or something like that. Um, it says six years after the violent death of her husband, Amelia, is at a loss. She struggles to discipline her out-of-control six-year-old Samuel. A son she finds impossible to love. Samuel's dreams are plagued by a monster he believes is coming to kill them both. When a disturbing s- storybook called *The Baba Duck* turns up at their house, Samuel is convinced that the Baba Duck is the creature he's been dreaming about. His hallucinations spiral out of control. He becomes more unpredictable and violent. Amelia, yeah, generally frightened by her son's behavior, is forced to medicate him. But when Amelia begins to see glimpses of a sinister presence all around her, it slowly dawns on her that the thing Samuel has been warning her about may be real. It was a decent film. I feel like, uh, like I said, it had a lot of predictability in it, but it was different just because it involved more of a child. Um, it had a lot more of the child's stuff, uh, side of things than the adult. There was another film that just came out too that I thought was decent. I can't find it. Because I can't remember the title.
1: I, I watched does a lot it, of films. Does, guys, it, it does it affect you emotionally when a child dies in a movie?
0: A little bit. I love kids, though, and that's the thing. Because like, it's like, wow. Because The thing is, is I want a movie that actually put me in that situation. And I I, I like thinking about, like, could I, would I would be doing the same thing Or would I be doing something different You know I like films that make you Question Yourself Um Let's see It has to be another one And I cannot find it Um There's one about a child who Uh started by butterflies He loved butterflies But he was being adopted Because his mom passed, and he's able to. It was the one where uh, his dreams actually came into reality. Like anytime he dreamed, it was real.
1: Wow. Hang on.
0: See if I can find it real quick. Um.
1: The Grudge. Ah, that's another uh, one.
0: that was decent.
1: But did you know that they were based on Japanese horror films? Yes. And that the Japanese horror films are actually Horse. more scary. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I but,
1: and they actually make more sense. You know. that, that's what happens when American yeah. films try to adapt foreign films is that you can't translate everything from from, you know, that foreign film because we're we're a different culture you know it's like having a movie we don't have any suicide forest at, at least not to my knowledge in america so you can't really adapt a film that that centered around suicide forest in japan you know and make an american film
0: mm-hmm I can't find the film I'm trying to now there is
1: a there's a film that I did want to see but it seemed kind of cheesy and poorly executed mm-hmm. um it was this, scare, this this horror movie that t- took place on Skype did you did you uh hear about that
0: uh no
1: I'm I'm looking it up it's called Unfriended oh I've seen it came that out one, 2014 yeah, yeah you've I've seen, seen it? it
0: yeah
1: was it, it good bad? no bad okay so I can save myself an hour or two
0: it was bad. What you thought it was It good? seemed
1: like a very it, what I, I didn't see it. it I was saw bad. some clips in the trailer but It was bad. It, like I said it seemed like it would be poorly executed.
0: There's one that Especially was because, because it's PG-13.
1: Like I said I don't like a lot of PG-13 horror. It was
0: it was Okay guys, I, I, was, know, I know I know teenagers
1: decent. and couples like to go to see PG-13 horror movies and they may be underage but come on. Real horror has never been PG-13. Mm-mm. Unless... Unless... It was, like, way in the past where you could have actual rape in your movie and it'd still be PG. hmm You know? I, I told you about A Boy and His Dog. Like, when A Boy and His Dog was first reviewed by the MPAA, they gave it a PG rating. hmm Like, here's a movie that has rape and you know dismembering it's it's PG like, the, like I said I, I told you about the one scene where they, they see a, a girl who's been brutally I think she's been carved up or whatever by a group of men and the main character's talking to is telepathically you know he, he speaks to his dog and I think the dog communicates telepathically mm-hmm. but the, the main character, who is who's a boy, by the way, he's not like an adult. I'm not sure if they made him into an adult in the movie because it, it's based on a book. But the the uh, the kid is like, it's the same that they had to mess her up or something. I'm I'm paraphrasing. It's the same that they had to you know mess her up that bad. She could have been used a few more times. You know, they could have <laughs> raped her. Yeah. And this, this again, this is a movie that was rated PG by the MPAA. And yeah, the but director there's a lot of movies.
0: But there's cartoons. We've discussed this before. Cartoons nowadays do the same thing. They have references and stuff, but they're still considered PG.
1: I mean, we we can't compare cartoons nowadays to cartoons back then. Like I told you about the Popeye cartoon, mm-hmm. the uh, you know Shorty, and he's he's dep- he's depressed, always talking about killing himself, and he always pull out a gun. And at the end, he he ruins something between Popeye and Olive Oil, and then. You know, Sorty's like, "I'm sorry, you know, I don't deserve to live." Blah 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 blah. It's been a while since I've seen it, but Popeye just suits him. You know, he's tired of hearing him, you know, talk.
0: Mm-hmm. That movie like, that I was, was talking about.
1: I, I watched that so on T. I watched that episode on TV. You yeah. know, as a kid. Yeah. Nowadays, they would never sew that episode no. on TV ever.
0: That movie that I was talking about with the kid and the um, butterflies. It was called Before I Wake.
1: I thought oh, that original, was, original title.
0: But it was decent. <laughs> it was, you know, like I said, a kid that was, uh, anytime he dreamed, I mean, things would actually become real. But when he had nightmares, that was when things, bad things would happen. But it was just like, it was really, I'm not going to. The story,
1: when, you, when your child says that he's having a nightmare or she's having a nightmare, suit the child.
0: Shut up. No, 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 no. <laughs> No, <laughs> no, no, no. I'm
1: having a nightmare, uh, Daddy. Oh, you are?
0: Boom. <coughs> <clears throat> oh, my God, you're so terrible. There you go. Don't do it, guys. That was a really idiotic thing to say.
1: Hypothetically um, speaking, of course.
0: <laughs> no, but um, <laughs> I, when I was a kid, I did have nightmares, and there are certain ones that I will always remember, and I don't know why. I think it's just like... Stuff that stuck, like I know it was seems stupid, but I remember I used to live in Yorktown. Um, I had in a the small house being and a
1: hotel with the kaiju outside. And if you don't know what the kaiju is, that a kaiju is like a Japanese monster, you know, something out of Power Rangers. But go on,
0: I actually dreamt about um, like a huge, I don't know why it came about, but huge ass spider whatever that was big you know you know the whole thing oh that, there's you know, a right? movie
1: about that yeah
0: I, I, I know and I was like I don't know why I thought of it and then a couple of years down the road you know when uh, my sister and I were able to actually watch our siblings by ourselves and not you know need our parents around I dreamt about someone breaking in and me having to protect my siblings and all that because the guys had killed my parents I mean it was Something I literally woke up crying. Sounds like death wits. It was just terrible, but I didn't see those movies. So it was something that just came about. Like, I did have nightmares as a kid, and I don't know why I did, but I tend to have very see, I vivid like to dreams. Write down my dreams. I can't remember half of them, but I can remember those. For sure. I just know that Especially I have very vivid. Dreams. I have a lot of deja vu moments, and we've talked about this before
1: i do yeah I... we talked about being in the matrix before yeah oh my god
0: we i saw a I have... black
1: cat pass you twice
0: oh my god no it's not that i just have deja vu moments you know where i'm literally the other cat was
1: them. a cousin guys <laughs> <laughs> it was a cousin of. The i was cat. being
0: serious and he makes it into a joke this is what i'm saying like we can't have a... A serious conversation about anything. This is a serious
1: conversation. But he tends to to make fun of me a
0: lot. He likes to make fun of me a lot. A lot. For no reason. No, that's basically it. That's basically it. I I have my deja vu moments. I do. They're real. A lot of people experience them. Maybe you're
1: stuck in a time loop. I don't know. <laughs> okay. Well, your supernatural nonsense makes sense, but my time loop doesn't. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. See, mine makes sense. Okay. Like, like a some Groundhog Day type shit.
0: Okay let's get back on. to our topic <laughs> <laughs> We're going way off topic um, you know, you We've been going
1: way off topic Like You for, gave an analysis for like three films <laughs> And those analysis lasted like 10 minutes An hour each. and
0: 15 minutes Yeah. No No
1: Yeah, It says
0: Another Technique is to Introduce the villain in slow Mysterious ways in most horror films openings, the villain is introduced in a slow mysterious way to add creepy suspense and to keep the audience watching. In A Woman in Black, we do not see the murder until the victims are already dead and the camera slowly tracks out to show a woman right in the corner. In A Nightmare on Elm Street, we see a series of close-ups of Freddy's hands and feet before seeing the whole of him. So what do you think about that? Do you think that that has effect, like,
1: um films? Yeah, I guess if, if it was the eighties or nineties, yeah. You know. I feel
0: like they did that a lot in those films. Nowadays they don't.
1: They just show. They did with the music in the
0: background. Yeah,
1: yeah. It's it's predictable. But you know what? I like, I like the prosthetics and the costumes. Yeah, I like learning how
0: they do. Yeah, doing right
1: now because they, they use CGI a lot and it, it just takes me out of the film.
0: Guys, I love uh, knowing about the creative side of health films. Like, back then, Of like I was telling him in the movie Psycho, they used a melon when he was stabbing his mom that he was actually stabbing to make that squishy sound. And it's just uh-huh. like nowadays, you know, they have a lot of stuff that does it for them. Like, you know, they just need a green screen and all that. They're not being creative in any way. But um, the prosthetics as well, like, just... I like learning how they do stuff. Like, how are they able to make it look like he's being torn apart and all that, you know? I like learning about that stuff.
1: Yeah, but nowadays they just want to turn a profit so they don't care about the the little details anymore. No. Throw some CGI blood on them.
0: <laughs> all right. Um, do you have anything else to say?
1: Yeah. Yeah. From the immortal words of uh, Mike Tyson, <laughs> if you have a house possessed by a demon, you burn that motherfucker down. <laughs> okay. If, if you've seen Mike Tyson, Mike Tyson Mysteries, you, you'll know what I'm talking about. Fantastic. All right.
0: Cartoon. All right, guys. We've actually spent about an hour and twenty minutes talking. So, um, we're just gonna I wrap this up. All right. So, <laughs> <laughs> which is why I started podcasts. Um. Anyway, which he's he's actually the reason why I did it. By the way, you guys. So,
1: um. He does whatever I say.
0: <laughs> Shut, no, I, I lead, don't. She follows no. <laughs> Stop. No, that's not it at all. Just why like are you discussing this on here? Society. No, it's not. The man leads,
1: the women follow.
0: <laughs> this is what We're I have to deal on. with on a daily basis. Anyways, guys, you guys have an amazing day. Um, make sure to follow me on my Instagram, JBSU eighteen, Snapchat JBSU, and Twitter at Perfect Flu. And Don't forget make sure Pornhub. to follow him. <laughs> like
1: <he's
0: called> <laughs> I do not have a porno account, guys. The
1: electronic <laughs> jack on Facebook. Electronic mm-hmm. Jack TV on YouTube. Um,
0: and Ledwood Electronic Storm Jack on, on Twitter. Ledwood Storm, yeah, Twitter. The Electronic yeah. Jack
1: on Instagram. And of course, I write articles over at GameCargo.com. Keeping it real and film. Y'all know how it goes.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. All right, guys. Peace. <laughs>